Hello. My name is Cameron Baker. Welcome to the show. Before we get started, I want you to know exactly what it is you will find here. Look in your back seat. Look under the bed. Check the closet. Look in all those unsuspecting dark places that should be empty. And understand that from this day forward, they will not be. If you continue to listen, every unlit hallway, every darkened street, the deepest section of the woods untouched by light, will be filled with unwanted things. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Today we have quite the treat for you. Friend of the show, Meg Garcia, has allowed us to read a story from her first novel, Six Keys. If you would like to hear the rest of the stories from Six Keys, you can find it for purchase on Amazon. And if you are kind enough to buy a copy, please leave a kind review. If you can't get enough of her stories, don't fret. I heard through the grapevine that this series of short stories will be continued in podcast form on a show called Twisted Light, coming soon. In the meantime, enjoy Meg Garcia as the co-host of the Cruel and Winches podcast. Meg and her friend Cassie North discuss all things horror from ranking their favorites to trivia. As always, if you enjoy the show, please leave us and the girls at Cruel and Winches a five-star review and a kind word. It's extremely helpful in finding new listeners. Well, let's get on with the show. We here at Unwanted Things Podcast give you Behind You by Meg Garcia. <laughs> My name is Becca Peters. I am 11 years old. I have lots of friends. I have an amazing mom and dad and a fun older sister. My cousin, who's my best friend, is on the gymnastics team with me. I'm normal. Except for what's behind me. I can't look in a mirror. I can't look at pictures of myself. I don't know what it is, but I know I can never find out. Because if I do, it will take me. Since I was three, I stopped looking behind me. I'm writing to you hoping that you can help me get rid of it. I'm starting to get so scared that one day it will be in front of me. And I won't be able to run away from it. Help me. Please. 
Rebecca Peters' parents had her write to me in hopes that I could find a way to help her. I'm Dr. Angelica Rothman, one of the top therapists in the world. I'm located in Chicago, Illinois. I specialize in unique cases with children, and I have a more natural approach. I don't use medication. Some of the exercises I perform with my patients seem unconventional to many. But having nothing but positive outcomes from what I practice, I feel that my methods of practice outweigh the negative opinions. In some cases, parents can't afford to bring their child to me. Depending on how severe the case is, I choose to help the families for the betterment of the child. Some think it's because these kids are my lab rats. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Children should not have medications forced upon them if there is a possibility to prevent it and find a better solution for them. I feel that Rebecca writing to me is a true cry for help, and her parents have written me several times. So, I believe it's time to send them to Chicago from their home in Iowa and give this little girl the help she deserves in order for her to live a normal, happy life. It took two weeks for the Peters to settle business at home before they could travel to me. Today, Rebecca is finally coming in to have a one-on-one -on -one with me. After meeting with her, I will set the schedule that I see fit for her and her issue that she is facing. And I'll continue to keep this journal to document her journey. Session 1 Rebecca was extremely nervous when talking about it. Steering away from the subject, we discussed a little bit about her life. She enjoyed her family, her school, gymnastics. Rebecca said that her friends call her Becca. She insisted that I do as well. In return, I told her my friends and family call me Angie and I would be honored if she would call me that. Starting off on a real positive note, I really feel that I can help her. Without a doubt, I know medication won't be necessary in her case. For tomorrow's session, we will continue to build our bond. Hopefully, I will be able to gain her trust and she will allow me to try a few exercises with her. Session two. Today's session was a little like the first. I began with asking Becca how her and her family were liking Chicago. She began saying it was busy, and she missed her home. Taking that little piece of information, I began talking about it. Her body tensed up, and she immediately said, that's not what I want to talk about. Her body language immediately turned stiff. I proceeded to inform her that she was going to have to face it sooner than later, and the sooner she trusted and opened up to me, the sooner she would begin to get back home and live a normal life. Becca's leg began to fidget. Not waiting for a response, I asked her, Does it bother you more at home or here in the big city? Becca replied with, 
It doesn't matter where I'm at, Angie. It's always there. Today's session wasn't as productive as the first, but we'll get there. Session three. Giving Becca a week-long break, I decided to dissect everything in her life. I will be doing this in every session until I can find something that I believe would trigger this it figure that she claims is behind her. I was searching for anything in her life that may have caused such severe paranoia. I will be seeing Becca two times a week. I decided to send her parents home and put her in a children's home with other kids that are struggling with similar issues. Becca will be doing group therapy at the children's home and will not be on any medications. Since a diagnosis hasn't been made, I'm making her my top priority. I already reassigned the rest of my patients to other therapists so I can solely focus on her. Also, she will be keeping a journal and have no contact with her family and friends. I will be speaking with her parents about her progress. I'm trying to isolate her by taking away all familiarity, and maybe this it character will disintegrate. Session 4. I believe Beckola is struggling with scopophobia. She isn't necessarily afraid of people staring at her, but she feels like there's someone constantly behind her, watching and waiting for her to turn around. That's the closest diagnosis I have thus far. It doesn't exactly explain her refusal to look in mirrors or photos of herself, but I'm not ruling out this diagnosis yet. There's a chance this could just be a unique case of scopophobia. Session 5. No progress. Session 6. No progress. Session 7. No progress. Session 8. No progress. Session 9. No progress. Session 10. No progress. Session 11. According to a report from Becca's temporary home, she refuses to help with her daily chores. She no longer participates in group therapy. Every page in her journal is blacked out with ink. Becca has become extremely angry with me. She says it tells her things about me. I started to tape our sessions so I could thoroughly analyze her every word in action. At the end of the day's session, she said that she'll never see her family again. There was also something else she said that really worries me. She's isolating her own mind, and she may become dangerous to others and herself. I will write this part of the conversation for written record. Becca, will you share with me what it is? You need to stop talking like he isn't real. My apologies, Becca. Help me understand. He says that you want to send him away. But if you do that, then you'll kill me. I'm not ready to die, Rothman. What happened to calling me Angie? 
My friend wouldn't want to kill me, Rothman. You're not my friend. Becca, what if I promise you that I can get rid of it for you, and everything will go back to normal? You can go back to your family. I will never see my family again. I will never see my family again. Session 12. Earlier in the morning, Mr. and Mrs. Peters called to tell me that they'll be here tomorrow morning to pick up Becca. They want to find a more productive way of helping her. If they could just see that what I'm trying to do will work, if they could just wait a little longer. I didn't make any progress in this afternoon's sessions. Her last words of the session were the same as the last. I will never see my family again. I need to keep trying. I'll have one more session with Becca before her parents pick her up. I know that I'm the only one that can help her. Session 13. I set up the last session later in the evening with Becca. I truly wanted to help her. I wanted to try one more thing on her. I wanted her to face her fear, and hopefully this would resolve it instantly. The exercise I tried on Becca was too drastic for the stage she was in, but with her parents coming in tomorrow, desperate times called for desperate measures. I didn't realize the repercussions would be this severe. I keep watching this session's tape repeatedly, and I still can't believe it. Maybe if I write out what happened, it'll feel more real. Becca, this will be our last time seeing each other. Your parents will be here tomorrow morning to take you home. I know earlier today that you didn't want to talk to me but are you at least excited to see your parents? He says I don't get to see my parents. Remember? Yes, I remember. But what if I told you there was nothing behind you? I would say you are lying. Okay, then. What we're going to do right now isn't something I think would be appropriate, since this is only your sixth week here. However... With this being your last session, and you are such a smart girl, we're going to try something, and I need you to trust me. Can you trust me, Becca? No. But do I have a choice? Always. No. I don't. I know it's going to happen, so let's get it over with. He got me ready for it. Becca, sweetheart, there is nothing behind you, I promise. Everything you think that's going on is all in your head. Now, I need you to take a deep breath and close your eyes. Okay. Trust me, Becca. What she said next sent chills up my spine. You are next, Dr. Rothman. 
back up. Open your eyes. I placed a mirror in front of Becca. When she opened her eyes, she would see that there was nothing behind her, and thus proving that it was all in her head. A phobia that had grown into an obsession. An obsession that controlled her life. I wanted to show her how beautiful she was, and that there was nothing to fear. Revealing Becca her own reflection is the worst thing I've ever done. As soon as Becca opened her eyes, she froze, standing still as a statue. It was like her breath was stolen from her, as her hair turned white. Instantly, she was scared to death. What have I done? My desperation to fix her cost Becca her life. I called for an ambulance, and then called for the medical staff from the children's home she was supposed to be leaving tomorrow. I felt nothing but immense guilt. I selfishly killed this little girl. I gave her no real chance. And she knew it. It knew it. Four years later. I have not looked at this journal since my last entry. What happened to Rebecca caused me to quit my practice. Everyone was right about me. I took time for myself to try to follow up on previous patients, but no one responded. I tried publishing a novel about the six weeks I spent with Becca, but her parents said they never wanted to hear from me again. They wanted nothing to do with the monster that murdered their daughter. I can't blame them. I have no children. I can't imagine the pain I caused. The guilt is always there. Sometimes I selfishly think about her. I wish I would have just sent her away. When Becca died, not everything went with her. Her phobia was not what I thought it was. It transferred in some sort of way. I don't know how, but I can feel it. Maybe Becca was right. I remember when she told me, You're next, Dr. Rothman. Did she know something that none of us did? I can feel it. I can sometimes hear the whispers in my sleep. I fear every shadow, every knoll. I found Dr. Marshall at the downtown clinic, who prescribes me whatever I need just to get through the hours. I'm truly scared. <laughs> Am I crazy? Was Becca right? I don't know. All I know is that... I don't want to die. <laughs> Thank you again for listening. We hope you enjoyed Behind You by Meg Garcia. You can find her novel, Six Keys, on Amazon, and be on the lookout for Twisted Light, her upcoming horror anthology podcast, as well as checking out her other horror podcast, Cruel and Winches 
with Cassie North. As always, please rate and review. We'll be seeing you soon.